Welcome to another special episode of the Spin Foil Theory Podcast. Unlike our regular format, tonight we won't be going over a specific theory or scoring it arbitrarily. That being said, this will remain a high-level discussion, and as such, we might not go into great detail about everything that we reference. However, if there's anything we go over that you would like to learn more about, please feel free to reach out to us through email or on Twitter. With that out of the way, please enjoy the rest of our show. Alright, you guys ready? So I believe I am. Okay, alright. Hey, uh, hi everyone, welcome to the Spin Foil Theory Podcast, this is your host Taylor B. Uh, this here's the bagels. Howdy. How do and uh, w- welcome back in in a in a special, um, I guess like post send off send off send off. <laughs> wicked jester, uh, w- w- wicked wicked had a, a special special moment in his schedule. He was able to jump in sort of late notice for this. So welcome back to the show again, wicked. <laughs> Thank you for having me back. Sorry to have my uh, my disappearance retconned. <laughs> I mean. I mean, you know, your your disappearance, we'll call that a lore card entry. And well. this is this is, you know, bagels or this can be the start of uh of Spinful Theory Podcast 2 where we've removed all the lore cards and now everything is item based. So we can <laughs> we can retcon it. It's in the game. This is only in the items. <laughs> you better or, or maybe it's just that you don't have the full story and this isn't really like a jester. Yeah. Wicked yeah. one? Yeah, this is Wicked One. <laughs> I was actually really hoping you were gonna say it was a soft J and it's Wicked Yester. Yeah, you thought it you thought you were saying it right this whole time, but it's actually a soft J. This is what we got. But yeah, welcome welcome back to the show. Uh this is our um this is gonna be a fun episode. This is a Clovis Bray's Journal Part three. Uh, fully informed. And uh, the reason we're doing this is the first one was we were being happy little boys on Christmas. We had just gotten that shit in the mail and we were like reading through it and like talking about it and that was a lot of fun. And then part two was we'd actually read all of it and like started to play through the game. I think like two was like right after release drop. That was fun. And so I was a little more well informed. And this is part three we're doing is because now we have a complete journal to reference and so we thought that would be like a fair way to kind of like round it out for for our record books there and mm-hmm. two uh i we, you know uh as of this recording actually all of us have made it through the raid <laughs> uh i know bagels and i have uh, have cleared a lot of the uh the story and triumph uh related stuff also uh i know i had a lot of fun this week reading some of the uh tangential books we'll be mentioning tonight mm-hmm. like uh like the dark future and uh the, the dead exos yeah. yeah um so this will be this will be a lot of fun so um yeah uh that's that's sort of the premise of this it's a bit of a bit more of like a rabbit hole special episode than our typical format but don't worry we'll be going off on some spin foil you know <laughs> hip shots <laughs> We, yeah, like we'll be, it'll be, 
It'll be full of that, but it's nothing. It's nothing too too specific. <laughs> there will be no arbitrary scores that I'm aware of, and I give that prediction sixty nine plausibilities. <laughs> okay. Um. So with that, uh, I I could kick us off here. I really fucking dig the completed journal because it 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 goes up. Between that and the Dead Exos, uh, the one entry in the Dead Exos, we actually have, like, everything Clovis thought, like, right up until they do the quantum Alkahest uh, mind, mind transfer and map him, and then he become, he gets to become an AI, with whom I, uh, you know, lovingly refer to as Clovis Brayi. And then, yeah, it's a great name. Don't act like you're not going to say it. You can say it. It's fine. Uh-huh. Clovis uh-huh. Brand. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um and 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 uh Clovis won. He he also becomes a spoiler alert. Or does he? He becomes an exo. Mm. Named Clovis One. <laughs> yes. Um Look, it sounds like he's got some thoughts there. Oh I definitely have a spin foil on that one, but I'll I'll save it. I'll save it. You think you think he's not Clovis One? I think I think I think so if anyone I think if anyone is Clovis one, I think it's a hundred percent him. But anyway, anyway, because anyway. he well, he he would he would want to be he would actually want to be two people. He's the he's only a... person who would want to be like right. the giant head and the dude behind the curtain. Right, but he would want to be him though. That's what, like so. All right, so you got all right. So look, you got Elsie, right? Mm-hmm. Who was his basically like Clovis transition model one, right? More or less. More or less. Everything She's like a Corvette concept model. Right. Right. We're and doing we, a lot of car comparisons, and the everyone. Only, the only reset that she really required was one that Clovis mandated because... That's not a reset. Okay. Not a reset, but a re... It's uh, not a re-anything. Yeah. Well, it kind of... It's a... Eh, it's a re-instance. Well, he, he, spins, he spins up her original copy again, so he makes yeah. a new LC1. But like yeah. I, I really gotta say here, like he ju- he doesn't do anything with that first Elsie one's memories. He holds on to them and then gives them to her later so that she can like read them. Right. Correct. Yeah. So here's my thing: is that if I were Clovis, with the amount of like self obsession and everything, like he poured that into this massive AI, right? And his justification for why he couldn't do it to the you know to the smaller XO was because hey. Um, we're, we're basically going to end up having these iterations or this iteration that's going to go around, be reborn. It's not going to have any of your memories, but the AI's entire job is to put Clovis or is to put Clovis one in the proper mindset, teach him about who he is and make him into Clovis. That's essentially well, what the AI's job is supposed to be. Well, like, there's, or, there's a couple nuances right? Uh, to to that at least at least from his journal though there's because he when he when he talks about the differences b- between the AI and and the person is the AI mm-hmm. is a perfect copy but it almost it because they edit out the needs for things that make you human mm-hmm. it becomes robotic um, and he so he chooses both for himself. By, and he mm-hmm. like he's like kind of like raving about it by the end of it. Like you see right. that penmanship at the end of it. Like he is he is writing in caps. Which, by the way, doesn't he also mention 
uh, Mia Lova during that part? Um, or not Mia Lova? Um, what's it, Maya Sundaresh? Like he he talks he, to her while she's while he's she's getting away her from her because he that's when he realizes that that that's the Terminator Maya Sundaresh. Yeah, yeah. B- basically he's fighting her uh basically her presence <laughs> mson 12 yeah sorry i coughed a future that... spin foil show i didn't mean to yeah i definitely think that that one that one's one of the ones in there um so you got you got this computer that is clovis bray you've got his whole directive like his initial directive and his first chance to do his job uh he completely breaks protocol Knowing full well that his whole purpose is to condition Clovis one so that he can become or so that he can guide Clovis one to becoming what the normal Clovis is like, right? To condition his psyche and to condition everything about him. Um Clovis the A or Clovis AI. Clovis Bray AI. Clovis Bray AI. <laughs> Clovis Bray AI nice. awakens this AI. Without the other Brays being present, or without specifically without Elsie, without Elsie being present, yeah, he, he, orders he awakens the EXO. He awakens Clovis One without Elsie being present. Elsie knows what the AI's purpose is and knows what the EXO's purpose is. So he he wakes up Clovis One without freaking any without any of that. One of the things that whenever they first start talking is that Clovis AI starts talking starts to tell Clovis one that we are, and then it's later revealed. He's going to say family and then interrupted. And then later on, he's like, I don't know what you're, or I don't know why it's taking you long to, to figure this out. And he's like, you and I are the same perfect person. We're both Clovis and, or we're both Clovis brain. He's like, yes, you're absolutely right. And then all of the times, and we, this kind of goes back to the whole thing of the resets that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Banshee 44, who, was who was at one point Clovis one. The whole reason he got his number isn't because of actual resets. It's because of reiterations where they had to re they had to give him a new exo body because all of his other ones were getting destroyed. Well, no, but of, he was making they so so there there were resets with that though because they're spinning up fresh fresh recordings. Um, in in all of those they record themselves before they go in. Correct. With the they exception record- of forty three, so like they do have new memories. Because they like they know what they did before, not necessarily. Because that's what they were saying is that these are suicide missions. You may not come back, and they're like, okay, so we back up our memories now. We run out there, and if we don't come back, you spin up the copy of our old memories, and then send them out, fill them in on what happened, and then send out those copies. Right. So, like the the, the reason it's a new iteration is because there's new memories being created each time. So it's a new it's a new copy. So like but that, that it, that's that's is it new memories or is it new information being given to old memories? It's because from what uh, I was saying is that because right, the, like it's like a training data, but link, like I, yeah, the link was the link was upset so or the link was uh, de-established, so they couldn't relay mm-hmm. the actual exo mind back to the AI or to the Deepstone Crypt. So that connection was cut off. So if they left and they died out there, there was no way to update their memories. No, that's that's what I'm talking about. But like like in between, the reason that they they didn't like end at the same place each time, the reason they were able to progress is because not everyone died. Like there was new data, new information to share with them each time, and that's how they were able to eventually get to the gate. Right. So and, and that's that's where I'm saying is like it's not exactly a reset because it, they they were basically putting the same memories 
that original that original file they were pr still providing new data to it whether it was in person talking back and forth or whether they were not they were injecting that information directly into the file i i don't know well i guess i guess but, that's my point is because they're making a new save each time like that that's that's well, where you get and, the iteration okay, so from whereas like where, where elsie elsie was loaded up from the same one like yeah okay so that's where i think differently is i don't think it was a new save each time I think it was the same save that kept getting used over and over again, and they just filled them in on new information each time. They didn't back them up every single time they went back out. Well, I mean, the, the final one's just a standard reset. Correct. The final one is a standard reset. That, is that one actually makes sense. That The one where yeah. Clovis, Clovis, one, or Clovis 43 becomes Banshee 44, that one, yes, is a final reset. Oh. Or is, an, is a normal reset, I should say. Where it's just, they take the Exo Mind and they boot it back to the original memory i but so here's i guess the so the back to the thing that i was trying to say as far as like the whole you know this it doesn't make sense so clovis his scan for clovis one they talked about was just a an emotional imp, imprint of clovis bray like mm -hmm. that's all it was it had no memories nothing it's just clovis bray's mental emotional imprint yep Clovis AI knew the purpose and the reason why he was built, why he had to do that, and what the impact of him failing to create Clovis 1 in the image of Clovis Bray. He knew that there would be offsets and offshoots, and yet he still chose to do it. He still chose to broke protocol. It violated everything that was set up to do, the entire initiative of what he was supposed to do he deviated from immediately on the very first chance that he got to prove it. And then we find out that Clovis, Clovis Bray himself is actually still alive. Even after Clovis one has been created. Oh no, 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 no. That, so that the, that card and a third card take place before the rest of the cards. That's, that's a, that's a, that's a flashback. Yeah, They're all time stamped here. One second. I was about to say, are we pro are we positive on that one? Yeah, because she comes back. Uh, she's come back from the um, from the mission that uh, that kicked everything off. In in that yep. one, when she talks to uh, to his body, that's 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 right before he becomes Clovis Bray are, and 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 is able to become the EXO. They are not all in chronological order. The one that you're referencing to Wicked mm -hmm. does happen before. Yeah. Uh, before the other ones uh goes from june 3rd to may 19th yeah so it does does, does, it, does it have a year on that no uh i, I will say that much but i i think i think taylor's correct in that this does flash back i kind of get that that feeling about yeah, it because there's there's the part one of that card is i think like three or four entries before that and mm -hmm. that that's that's like the part one of that like th it's those two cards and then it's the rest of the cards in in order is I believe the chronological order of these entries because I don't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. June third and fourth, it seems to be when all the Vex shit goes down. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then yeah, so May nineteenth is the is the flashback date to details about kind of kind of laying the groundwork of what led into the Vex portal opening up and um and, and uh, where the situation is now. Yeah, because they flash back to May nineteenth twice, in there. 
see. Yeah, the the second second That's card. Yeah, Nox four and Una Una eight are both on May nineteenth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. And I I wanted to comment quick on the um on the quote unquote resets for for Clovis uh, Clovis what eventually becomes Banshee forty four I I hadn't put this together till now but it says uh, when when the constant reboots aren't with, without sacrifice a number of memory banks begin to fry from rapid overuse. I was thinking that that was in reference to the the bodies of the of Clovis slash Banshee, but in retrospect, I'm thinking it's the original copies that because they're being activated so many times, those are starting to fail. I had always taken it in the reverse that it's the the host exo body that mm -hmm. was that suffered in those situations, but I think it's actually now that the memory like the original copy. Uh, starts, to, starts to fail over over time. Yeah, exactly. Well, so so for me, um, I what what I assumed the the cause of uh, the the fragmenting with mm -hmm. each uh, with each save is the fact that you're adding new memories. Like now, they don't have access to these memories when they're rebooted, but the memories are still there. Uh, Clovis uh, goes over this process in the journal. He just kind of like. He can't get rid of them because uh, it causes too much uh, trauma and it can affect other parts that he needs to uh, transition over to the Exo. So what he does is he kind of quarantines them till they eventually die. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, from, from lack of use, basically. Like a, like a skill that you forget how to do until you do it again, right? Um, mm -hmm. And that's what I, that's what I took from um, that sort of degradation is that each time that they're doing this and they're creating uh, a new spin up with, with, you know, obviously like new information being added each time, uh, like new prepping, new, new memories is they're basically like blocking off more and more and more. Uh, they're creating like more and more like fresh, uh, memories that they have to have to block off with each upload. And that like, basically if you do that too many times, you start to get degradation. Uh, is 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 how I took that, but that's me sort of linking something from the journal to this other entry and and applying it. That doesn't, you know, it, it's not directly linked, uh, blatantly anywhere. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I'll I'll admit that much, but yeah, that's that's how I took it. All I can think of is all the times that I've uploaded video games or uploaded a uh, a file on my computer where it's just like. This is the 496th time you've used Microsoft Paint. And it's just like there's <laughs> pixelated screens all over the place. It's like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, as far so looking at the entries and everything, I can definitely see where it's like doing the, the runs back and forth as far as like the. Top, the like flashbacks, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. as far as throughout it. Still, though, it doesn't. There's something about it between the relationship between Banshee 44 or Clovis 1 and 
Flovis AI. Okay. Because for him to abandon that protocol immediately, number one, we know Clovis's original brain scan is now in the Deep Stone Crypt period. So no matter how many times the Exo dies, we can still they can still put Clovis's brain scan, his quantum brain scan or whatever, into whatever Exo they want to. It's true. The the whole point or the whole point of them going in there and shutting though was so that they didn't so that they didn't have to worry about him risking humanity again. There had to have been something about Clovis that would recognize the threat that an uneducated him could pose to basically his AI's existence. Well it's I mm, so the reason, the reason protocol, as as I as I recall this stuff, uh, the, the reason protocol had Elsie um, as the person to uh, wake him up is was was all part of the uh, easing him in and uh, like wake up process that they'd done for all the other exos, mm-hmm. and they couldn't do that anymore because of the uh, impending vex. Correct. Like I, I guess the situation yeah. as far as like the whole like. Hey, we we don't have the ability to, um, or we don't necessarily have time. But what happened was essentially that Elsie was coming back. They were talking about, you know, she's like, "Hey, you woke him up," and he's like, "Yes, I did wake him up." But as far as the AI, so the AI made the call to wake him up prior to any other thing. So essentially, he 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 acted as Clovis to say, "Hey, look, my secondary is going to get woken up right now." So in that in that mindset, he willingly woke himself up knowing that he was risking himself, but then at the same time is fighting them every step of the way for trying to secure the, the facility. Well, they're, they're trying to... He, I mean, he ultimately secures the facility, not them, though, the way he says he's going to do it. Like Clovis Bray, in yeah. this case, is the yeah. he. Like, he, he says he's going to send the Vex to Earth. And they're like, no, we're going to stop you. And they don't. And he does. And so I, his plan, I think, was to, I think in a way, probably get in Elsie's way of uh, of being the the person to wake up um, Clovis 1. Mm-hmm. Um, and just sort of didn't count that he, he basically someone with his skills without his memories would be like no fuck you <laughs> like right <laughs> and he, he, i mean he didn't count on he didn't count on the robot guy trusting the other robot people over the giant <laughs> robot head um so it's and that, i guess to me that's that's one of those where it's like i almost would think that clovis would be smart enough to see through his own hubris but at the same time it's like his, i get that he doesn't <laughs> his ego is so huge <laughs> yeah. he, he literally can't can't see through that aspect that he could his his potential mind clone could potentially come out differently than he currently does well and yeah. and there's something to be said there because the the clovis the clovis bray eye like in part of that transition some of what they know like it, it it's lost it's lost something mm-hmm. uh as a part of that and i think i think you know that might be some uh some creative thought uh that that goes along with it and i think that's part of a you know, mm-hmm. uh, why, why, in in what, my view, Clovis did both. Yeah, like, you know, it's like I have this perfect record of my memories that can assist my actual clone. 
my actual copy, my actual exo, my actual transition into uh, into mm-hmm. he being Luca. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that's that's um, but where where were you going? Where where are you going ultimately, uh, Mister so, Wicked? I feel like we're not. My thing, yet. my thing that I was wondering on, and the, the whole thing with Banshee requiring or having so many issues with his mm-hmm. memory. Mm-hmm. Having so many, having to require like the 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 bloodlust and the craziness that accompanied him with the battlefield and everything like that. I'm beginning to wonder if instead of it putting his own, especially because there's a lot of there's a lot of passion in Clovis one. It seems like like when you whenever you talk whenever it talks about him going to the battlefield and about the way he cares about his his granddaughter and everything like that. Like there's a lot of passion there, right? Mm-hmm. If there's one thing that we didn't see from Clovis, it was passion. Dedication, yes, but real passion, it's, I don't think necessarily really describes what Clovis done. Wait However, till you hear my man talk about pork. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going I'm to go, take that back to dedication. Like He's, he's definitely fascinated by it, but he's passionate, I, I wouldn't say. So I had to, I had but, to stick uh, that pork joke in there, sorry. Let, let me just say this quick, Let's though. I hope he doesn't get a hold of the ghost. <laughs> what is dedication but passion uh, essentially uh, so, elaborated on or essentially... Um, it, for me, for the way I look at it, is passion is dedication with enthusiasm yes that's, that's so you can have dedication without having a passion for it he had dedication but his passion wasn't for getting himself to that or, or wasn't for uh you know anything in general it was very specified it was towards his passion was for himself so with that being said when it comes to thinking about others and you know look, looking at his granddaughter like it said his emotional state of being like this was his emo- his abilities or his basic emotional imprint to me ba- Clovis 1 Banshee 44 does not sound like an emotional imprint of Clovis uh the reason why i say this we're talking about a guy who from all intents and purposes looks like he had a woman either artificially inseminated to bear him a child or basically took and used her as a genetic mother for his child rather than actually having them raised by her. You talking about Clovis, Clovis Bray? I'm talking about Clovis Bray the first. Yes. Oh, it talks about, it talks about Elsie's grandmother in there, but there's no real indication that she was ever really involved in their life. And whenever he talks about the wife or the, the, his spouse or significant other, there's a lot of similarities and a lot of things that are discussed in those entries that sound more like he's talking to an entity rather than a person. I always got that feeling as well. It's it's more so about she was she was essentially breeding stock uh, for his genetic right. uh, but that's, legacy. That's, that's Clovis two. Clovis one gets makes Clovis two from his entirely his own genetics. Correct. Correct. So Clovis two is the child. He's a clone. Of, of Clovis, Clovis one. one, so yeah. Clovis two is essentially, as far as definitions go, he is Clovis Bray, right? Uh, I, I mean, he's actually it. more Clovis than Clovis is. <laughs> yeah, like okay, so he's he's, he's, he's like, pretty he's, much a copy. 
He's a copy of Clovis One. He's a genetic copy, though. He's not correct. Correct. And I, I, and I get that. I get that. So keep that in mind. We know that Clovis Two's brain scan was incomplete, and it still had some issues with it. We know that one of the issues that caused with the early EXOs was that they weren't able to might bent or freaking put it in with the EXO earlier because of the lack of clarity control. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. My spin foil kind of theory on that is what if the AI didn't input Clovis one or didn't input Clovis Bray's intelligence into Clovis one. He inputted his sons into it. Why? Because why would he risk putting himself in danger? Because that's exactly what he did. He put the immediate thing. He got himself out of danger. he, He did, but he didn't use himself to do it. That's one thing that Clovis has never done. He's never put himself on the front lines and as a guinea pig or put himself at risk. But he has always had a backup plan. He's always been the one in the background, making sure that things are getting done for him by others. I, and he has always used his family to do it. I don't think he I don't think he woke up I don't think he woke up Clovis one to make him do stuff. I think he woke him up to keep him safe and to try and get him away before Elsie got back so that he could like put him in a bunker or something and like train him. I mean, he, why, why even put him in an exo body then? The deep stone crypt was, was more than heavily enough fortified. Be- nah. So like he built, he built like that, that was his body. Like he had, there, there's a mm-hmm. model of it on his desk. Like that that was the special body for Clovis. It wasn't just like a random exo one. And like Correct. that that where they were at creation is where Let's I see. guess like exos are made. Like it's not it's not the other part of that though. Here's the other part of that though. You say that was his special exo body, but yet again we'd go back to when he sent him out, they they rebooted his his body or rebooted his mind into multiple bodies. There's multiple copies of the Banshee four four models sitting in in the deep. But that breath. that wasn't Clovis Brayai's plan. Clovis Brayai wanted to, didn't want them to go fuck with that. Right, but that's what I'm saying is that he didn't need to wake him up to do that. If the if all if the only intent was to just protect the file, he could have protected the file without putting it into an exo body. He wasn't protecting the file. He was trying to, like the it's it's. It's part and parcel. Like he was trying to get it over with so that he could he could get him safe and then he wanted to send the Vex to Earth. And he wanted to leave that that um gate open so that he could continue to harvest uh Radiolaria from it. Cause like he still has this ultimate goal of turning all humanity into exos. Right, but so that he still has the ultimate goal of turning all humanity into exos, but he still he recognized that the, pro- the whole thing was not finished yet. Like it's still, he still wasn't done. And yes, he needed to become the Luca, but the pro- the whole project, the whole thing was rushed. He knew there was no, there was no turning back at this point that he was going to die soon, right? So that's why they did the whole brain scan. They needed, mm-hmm. they needed mm-hmm. to put him into there. And that, that was his whole plan was to put himself into both an AI and an EXO itself, so that the EXO would eventually be trained up to become the actual Luca. So if the if that was the whole plan was so that the AI could be controlled and put into the actual Luca, why would Clovis, why would Clovis Bray? Because we're assuming that Clovis Bray I would act just like Clovis Bray would at least for the initial portions, because again it takes time for that mechanical you know overlap to tar- start turning into just product and code. Why would the original Clovis Bray say, okay, this is a time period of risk? 
where I'm, I'm not going to be able to follow my own plan. Why would he put himself in that and say, Hey, look, this is, you, I know this is freaking haphazard, but you know, go to town. Why would he not then just say, Hey, look, I'm going to put something expendable in place of me, manipulate them. And then once this is all blown over, then I will carry out the rest of my plan. I just, I don't understand. I guess I'm missing something. I don't understand what, what place of danger that he's in. Like it, because the, vet, as, the as, vector invading and they're, and they're freaking trashing the place. And, and again, he's trying to get everything sorted out and trying to get everything worked, but he knows he has to buy himself time. Uh, but he because doesn't, again, but he doesn't want, but the whole time he's trying to stop Banshee, like Clovis one from going to fight anything. Like he doesn't do that. The only time he even opens up the armory is when he's like about to be like disabled basically. And he realizes that he can't stop them anymore. So like the whole time, every step of the way, like that, like he's mm-hmm. like, I don't see how he's manipulating them to go fight stuff when he's actively stopping them from achieving their goals. Wicked. Exactly. I, I, I think I know the missing piece here. Uh, it's from the from uh, the first piece of lore and laments um, and the lament lore. That uh, can wait. I've equipped Karen's Crossing with an advanced signaling technology connected to the War Mind and his buck. If we match that to the communication signal used by the Vex, we could theoretically lead them off-world and salvage what we've built here. But the Vex have cut off internal communication channels and cloud memory collection. You'll need to do it manually, Elizabeth, the AI says. And so I think he needed Elsie mm-hmm. and the uh, and Clovis 1 to basically have a chance to get that activated. And so he wanted to rush the activation of Clovis 1 in order to make sure that that goal was established so that he could, he could make sure he had control over the facilities at the Deepstone Crypt long-term in order com- to complete his goals. I mean, Clovis is- one is also the, I, I mean, like, I just don't understand why he would put his son in there. Like it's still his body, like designed for him. He has specific weapons that he's designed for that body. I don't understand why he'd put an AI that like would potentially try to usurp him in a body. Like that doesn't seem like, you know what I mean? Like, but, like, why would he do that? I don't think, because again, going back to pride, I don't think Clovis would ever think that, that AI could ever usurp him. No, but I, I mean, like, why would he? Why, like, if inferior. but like, if the idea is he would work best with himself, why would he put anyone but himself in there? Because he doesn't. Because he knows that that individual is going to be at risk of being destroyed. But he still has a copy. Like that's he that's. Does. Yeah, like he, like, like, like it, 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 the, the copy doesn't exist in the Exo. Like he, it's, it exists in the Deepstone Crypt. Correct. So, Which like, it doesn't matter. Okay. At least, like, as as I understand it, like, like I just, like, it, I, I just, I just don't get the motivation of doing that. Like, I think it's totally plausible he could, like, as far as like mechanically, like, I think yes, he could do it. I'm just like missing the motivation part. I guess. I guess. I guess the other part of that is going to be. Where at least for where I see it is, so you know all the Vex copies that they made of like Maya Sundaresh and all the rest of them in the Ishtar team, where the copies are so completely them that they may as well be them. So mm-hmm. their pain is their pain. The Vex copies, yes, the Vex copies were so uh, completely them. The simulator that they copies, may as well, yes. yeah, that they were essentially on an emotional level they were human and they were them. So allowing them to come to pain was essentially allowing themselves to be tortured in pain. So. That's yeah. kind of where the mentality where I'm looking at it as of he doesn't want harm to come to himself, whether logically or not, it makes sense. Whether it logically or not makes sense, it's more him protecting 
himself and looking out for his own self-interest and not wanting any version of himself to have to go through that. Hmm. I I can see where you're coming from. Like I said, sure. it's it's I definitely just... it's definitely spin foily, and it's de- there's not a whole lot to back it. But I definitely it's it's been one of those things that's kind of they're they are so incredibly far off from each other that and this has kind of been almost one of the same kind of qualms I, that I've had with the crow character where it just seems like there's so much that they don't have in common that it seems wrong. Like Kate, for instance, they had they had programmed behaviors put into them that were reminiscent of their old behavior. Like Kate had a gambling problem that they carried over into his exo and lasted with him. Um, like they, they all had the ticks that were programmed in, programmed in and were supposed to be relevant and supposed to stick with them. It could also be partially the situation that you're immediately put into. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the old nature versus nurture argument that we've never solved. <laughs> uh, what What's more important is your, your nature or is it more important that you're, what the what situation you're put into is going to be the overriding characteristic of your personality at any given point. And, and so guess... if, if, if you immediately put somebody into a war with Vex, mm-hmm. what, what's going to be your most important uh, uh, trait? Is it going to be loyalty to your, uh, essentially your ancestor and, and what the Brei is? Or is it going to be loyalty to whoever seems to be telling you the truth? And he's immediately betrayed by the Brei, the, the Clovis one is. Was like, it he, that he was betrayed, or was it that other people were betrayed by the AI? Or I mean, other people that's fair. The, like, the yeah, he, he, he can sense that the Brei is lying in, in those early uh, cards in Legacy, Legacy's Lament. Yeah. He, he's smart enough to pick up on that. And so that I think that betrayal immediately sours his relationship with the Brei. <laughs> that's uh, ironic. <laughs> right? <laughs> Man, I'm an asshole. Right? <laughs> but... Uh, I, I not to like doubt that he that the Bray I wouldn't put Clovis two into uh, Clovis one. <laughs> as confusing as that statement is, but uh, I, I, I'm just adding some credence to the thought process that it, it certainly that, that that could be the reason that the Clovis one actually rejects the Bray I immediately, and and the paternal instincts towards Elsie too. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No. I. I completely I, agree. So I, again, the 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 nuances and mentionings that other things were specifically made for him. If it is Clovis mm-hmm. the second Clovis two, then it was planned the whole time, and I just don't see the motivation for that. Um. But that's 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 the only piece I'm missing. I, I think I think mechanically, like yeah, that works. I I'm not a hundred percent on um, the fact that uh, Clovis the Second's uh, mind map uh, is usable because they did it without clarity. Uh, mm-hmm. They did it without clarity control and Alcahest. Um, so as I again, like that that's why it fails every time. Um, is is was my understanding from the book? Okay. Um, I. I always took it as their scans weren't as complete back then. I, I, I still don't think that the Alcahest plays a defining role in the scan process. It, I, I mean, honestly, not... like, that's... But if it's, like, if it's less complete, I think there's a better... Like, honestly, like, if it's incomplete and you need other stuff to, like, fill in for it because it won't work as a 
as an exo. I think <laughs> I think there's like you know why not make Clovis two the AI? And I mean uh, that's theoretically possible. Like uh, <laughs> Taylor and I have discussed uh, <laughs> the AI actually being Clovis two a little bit, oh, really? <laughs> in, in inverse of what you were arguing. With it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, not that I necessarily think that's the case myself either, uh, but. Right. Uh, it's it's certainly plausible as well uh, that yeah. I mean like because, I, the, the, yeah like sorry it, cer- certainly the me- the memories for Clovis two are are there and mm-hmm. the AI the defining characteristics defined there are that we have the memories of the the previous iteration of the the persona so basically uh, it's entirely feasible that it is Clovis two that's the, the AI. Um, um, I, well, and, and I want to just, just to add to that, I, uh, one, one thing is that, like, we don't really know, we know that his granddaughters, like, fucking hate Clovis. Uh, Cl- Clovis, Clovis the first? One. Yeah, yep. Clovis one. Uh, we, we gotta, we gotta say something. Clovis Bray Clovis Bray. Clovis Bray Sr.? Clovis Bray the first is probably the best way to define him. Yeah, Clovis Bray the first. Um, is... Like, his granddaughters hate him, but, like, as far as I can tell, Clovis the Second, Clovis Two, like, Clovis the Second. Clovis Two is hilarious, but Clovis the Second, because now we're getting into exes. Clovis the Second, like, I, as far as I can tell, like, he had a pretty good relationship with his dad. They seemed, at, they, at the very least, close. They seemed uh, like they trusted the shit out of each other. Yeah, they, they, they had very similar, um very similar thought processes. Uh, it's always described that Clovis Bray the second, he has, uh, a simpler view or a, a way to communicate, yeah. way to communicate with the common folk easier. Yeah. But otherwise he has a very similar thought process on Luca and, and, and that sort of thing. You yeah. Know, like he, yeah. he still wants that for the family. So like, that's, 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 that's the thing when, when we're running through the raid and we're up there in Spache, <laughs> uh that's 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 what we call space you know spot walk yeah in the spacewalk um after we we take a fancy elevator up there um yeah so uh, uh, when you go to space you hear the ai um mm-hmm. it talks about the great clovis bray in the third person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and at that point there's a significant time Time lapse. Although it's pretty clear that the Bray has been offline for centuries at that point, so I don't know. We turned it back on, but I also wonder if that's the same Bray that was up on the station. It's possible. It could be. I mean, it, it, in the sense of like the war mines type of thing, it could be that there were sub Bray eyes. <laughs> well, well, it's it's just well, it's it's the one it's the one well the the one the one thing that I think is interesting is the and and maybe it's just one of those like vanity things like it's just an actual more simple AI that just has his voice because he can mm-hmm. do that mm-hmm. up there. Um, it ref- that refers to Clovis Bray in the third person. The Clovis Bray eye, like the giant head, uh, um, refers to himself as Clovis Bray. He will say, "I'm Clovis Bray." So is Banshee. Yeah. And so that they, they like I I thought that was an interesting juxtaposition that when you're on the station, that AI refers to Clovis Bray in the third person. This was built oh. by the great Clovis Bray. This isn't for you. Now I have to destroy it. But it has like all like the the nuance and pissed offedness. 
oh, in the same fucking voice I. that that the Bray I has. <laughs> and so it's just it's just like an interesting like, huh? Like you're saying it's you're saying like Clo- the great Clovis Bray, who is not you, did this. But then down here, you're saying like, yeah, I'm Clovis Bray. So it's like it's 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 just an interesting juxtaposition. But I guess like there like it, as just gone over in the story, there's reasons to believe those might just be like separate entities. But I just want to say this: Clovis Bray I is just mm-hmm. a giant head because he doesn't need a neck because he never looks back. <laughs> he is a shark. He is a quintessential golden age eighties uh. guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna hostilely take over your business. <laughs> Liquidate everything. Uh, yeah, it's with the vexed milk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it be quite literal. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, so, man. I will say one of the things that I loved about this journal, like, be, especially being an EXO player myself and, like, have, like, doing like OC writings and, and things like that with mm-hmm. specifically with XOs. This, this particular lore entry has just been so revealing and just, there's been so much to it that has added color and flavor to the life of the XOs. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the, like you were, we mentioned the dead XOs earlier. One of my favorite entries in the, in those uh, scans was the XO that craved his mother's pierogies. they wiped his memory so he doesn't remember his grandmother so Mm -hmm. he craves a food by a woman he's never met before and it Uh pisses him off oh it does it's like (laughs) what kind of sick freak does that to somebody where it's like yeah we're gonna make you crave something by somebody you don't even know exists but uh what is it what is it what is it um at the end i think he kind of sees why they did that when he's uh in in his uh written entry uh juxtaposed to that when he's when dying, he's like, "Yeah, maybe I'll be, maybe I'll be spun up again. I guess that could not be the end." But right now, I, my grandma's about to make me some pierogies, and then he like <laughs> dies like with this like content feeling, like that's what he sees, and he's like, "It's good to be home," and like that's that's the final thought he has, like as he's dying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so but like I mean, ooh, like hmm, full circle. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you make me love pierogies? And then he's like, oh man, I'm about to get some fucking pierogies. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, why can't I see your face? <laughs> this, this is fun. This is fun. <laughs> How messed up would that be? Oh my god. Just have have nightmares or have dreams with people that you can never actually see their faces, but yet you feel like an absolute feeling of like adoration or love or, you know familial familial uh bonding with them and you're just like i've never i've never met this blank faced person that i it's honestly it's got to be the closest feeling to like alzheimer's like if you, if you think about it just you can yeah. you have just strong emotional reactions to something without the memories associated with it mm-hmm. that that would be so terrifying <laughs> yeah all right. Well, there's your morbid thought. Night, everybody. We'll see you next week. That's uh, that's what we're gonna leave you with. We're all gonna die. Eat at nihilist Arby's. We'll see you later. Nihilist Ar- Arby's. What do they serve there? Is that uh, uh, just 
you know, it's uh, <laughs> a 400 calorie burger. You might as well enjoy it. Your it's, arteries are getting clogged. In. I was gonna say, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's we serve only emptiness and calories. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh god. But hey, it's not all so right. bad. We're all gonna die, so you know, have some horsey sauce. <laughs> so how about you guys? What what's one of the biggest things that you've taken out of the out of the century so far? Um the, the new the new lore up from the Bray Journal and everything else for this installment so far as far as the exos. So it's it's pretty interesting. I think I think resets have more to do with acclimation mm-hmm. than they do with what we used to think, which would be like defragging or like running out of space because now we know that the memories don't actually go anywhere. They're just quarantined. Yeah. Um and that the memory of the tower, uh especially uh for um exos who had been reset mm-hmm. having to do with the deep stone crypt like uh or like with the dark tower rather um taking place i i think the uh the the actual connection being there something we've wondered about a long time is uh, is really cool but it it gives it gives some uh some new you know for lack of a better word like clarity um to <laughs> other exos we've run into so like lakshmi 2 I mean, mm-hmm. could theoretically be not as old. As, you, you see what I mean? Yeah, like, I, it has I, nothing I, to do I, with I, age. I, it has to do with, like, how quickly they 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 acclimated or, like, if they ever needed a reset for whatever reason, as opposed so. to uh, as opposed to anything. And but the the different the different amount of fragmenting versus spin up is really interesting because they they give a solid method to the naming convention. Mm-hmm. So, like, if mm-hmm. we found Cade's original copy, the the original copy of Cade Zero, in the Deep Stone Crypt, and we spun up a new EXO, that EXO would be Cade One. Yeah, mm-hmm. technically, mm-hmm. should be well, and that but then that goes again because that goes back to the whole thing with Clovis Forty Three. But that like... wasn't the original. That that wasn't it, at least in that case, they're not spinning it up from the original copy each time. It it makes makes you wonder if the original copy <laughs> still exists or if it's essentially overwritten. What's that, Wicked? So the whole thing with the uh, what what Clovis AI was saying was that the update system, that as far as like what links the AI to its updated memories mm-hmm. from its last body to its newest body, that that whole uplink was disestablished. Which by the by the way, as this was a side note that I meant to mention when we were talking about earlier. The first mission that we do in uh, in season or not in season hunt, but in uh, on Europa, the season that we you know one where we meet the darkness after uh, rescuing Varix and have to set up the comms array that's on top of the building. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what Elsie and Clovis one were doing. That's the same site that Elsie and Clovis were talking about when they said, "Hey, you got to go reset up this this comms array because the EXO update yep. link is down." That is Karen's thing. Yeah, I thought I thought that was really interesting that we were essentially retracing their steps this whole time. Yeah. Um. So the uh, it, it, my understanding at that point in the lore mm-hmm. was that the interference 
Like I, my my understanding was the interference caused by the Vexgate was what was messing with the uplink in that particular instance, and then the mm-hmm. shutting down of the uplink had to do with their shutdown of like Clovis Brayi and like every everything yeah. else subsequently. So I would, like I would agree with that one. Like so. that's that that's how I had interpreted that. So like at that point the uplink like was still up, it just couldn't get in there. Correct. That's that's how I assume or had interpreted it as well. Um, I was not associating the same power down with as far as like whether or not that was the reason why Clovis's link went down or why they couldn't update Clovis. All right. Um, so one of the interesting things that as far as this whole resets and everything like that that gets brought up that I, I know a lot of people are thinking about, Ada 1. So I have a theory on Ada 1, and it actually involves another TV show that deals with gaming. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Sword Art Online. Oh, yes. Okay, so one of the things that it mentions in Sword Art Online is actually a problem that game developers have in developing a conscious AI or a more realistic AI for their video games that are capable of killing or seeing the logic in killing. The more human you can make the enemy AI, the better. And one of the things that they were talking about was the same kind of things that they talk about with Clovis, where the AI ends up becoming just a computer generated loop. So eventually, no matter how smart you make a straight up computer enemy, uh, whenever you program everything into it, eventually it just turns into actions and reactions Mm. um, that are usually very easily calculated or can be calculated and, you know, predicted and things like that. So it ends up not being as realistic or as human as it's supposed to be more human than human. Yeah. So the solution, <laughs> sorry, the solution that they came up with. No, you're good. The solution they came up with in Sword Art Online was to grow an AI cloned off the mental map of a baby, so that as the human developed, or as the human mind developed, it was actually developing within this computer simulated world to make it grow as a human would inside of a computer environment so that when the AI was used inside of a computer environment, it would not have the same kind of relapse that a computer created AI would. Sure. Or a mature AI would. So if you take that and compare it to the AIs that we have now, um, the reasons why you were having so many resets is because people would run into problems where they were not used to their exo bodies or they had a conflict, a logic conflict inside their own exo bodies where it was like, Hey, I shouldn't have four arms. Why do I have four arms? They'd start ripping things off. Blah, blah, blah. The elixir, uh, whenever it looked at its own body, started ripping the skin off of its old body so that it could take the skull away from it because it didn't look. It it had its own face on there. Oh, Artrax? Yeah. Atrax? Atrax? Not Atrax. It is Atrax. Yeah. It's the mask no? of Braxis. But if you read that, of Bacris, yeah, I thought it was Bacris that did that. Well, no, 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 because Bacris is Bacris is an exo that you kill in one of the hunts. It's a it's a Bacris the adamant, right? Um, so uh, the 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 theory that goes into this, and this is a theory, this is just like a fun, I guess, like tangent, um, is that this mask is given to Bacris by uh, Atrax when Atrax becomes an exo. Because anyone who wears this is wearing a mask. It's to remind them that that's not their skull. And you're okay. So who you're, you're saying Atrax is the one who gave it to Braxis? 
Yeah, that's Atrax Skull. Because Atrax is the only one who's made into an Exo. Or several Exos, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Several Atrax ones. <laughs> um, and uh, Tanix is like put into a Tanix body. It's like a cobbled together thing. Interesting. Which, ooh, we need to revisit Dread Pirate Tanix bagels. I'm happy to say this on air because I think he may have had access to the Deepstone Crypt for quite some time. It is possible. I you think so too, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree. Yeah, I think I think he found it first, and so Dread Pirate Tanix has a whole new meaning. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> especially when you get into the multiple man theory of exos but i love that he didn't use like an exo body he was like no 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 that's way too expensive <laughs> i'm we're just gonna use a trash can as a leg. yeah <laughs> <laughs> just give me just give me a basic robot arm it's fine <laughs> this is this is fine <laughs> i mean really it looks like he basically took stuff from the frames yeah and from other and from uh, the or other docked fallen, yeah, like he, he it on. yeah, like it, it looks like he used a lot of like fallen scavenge tech. He went way more Mad Max with it than mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. I think Clovis Bray would want to take credit for. Whereas like Atrax, Atrax was like, Nah, man, give me sleek. I, <laughs> I would like, I, I would like a dollar for this. <laughs> I would like a fin in the back for this speed. New wind up toy. Yes. I think, I feel like that's, uh, that's 100% what, uh, what happened there. He was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, oh, okay, I mean, like, that's cool if you like pipes. Um, I'm gonna go with the synthetic (laughs) musculature and, and other, I want these horns. These. (laughs) Which really makes you wonder, it's like, okay, so how much of this, like, how much of that exobody was crafted after you know, the fallen got there and how much like, I don't know. The, the, obviously how much of it is, a, is aftermarket? <laughs> yeah, how, how much of that is aftermarket? It, how much of it was actually designed by fallen and how much of it was designed by, you know, the, the actual Clovis break corporation. Cause then you're looking at it like, okay, we know there were entries that had, Hey, these, these exos were built with four arms and we're making, doing experiments with, the, with four armed exos. So I get the body part to it. The and I get the legs. The legs aren't, you know, those are like are, human, kind of like like big boy human legs, as well, opposed they, to uh, they also have the what do you call it, the inverted joint for the ankles. It's like, and, but that's something that we as humans nowadays understand. That's a faster build for a leg to work as far mm-hmm. as an operation. So that stuff kind of makes sense. But it's once they get to the head that I just kind of. Well, I mean, even the human exos have 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 extras like like Cade Cade's Cade did not have a horn, Cade Zero. I'm I'm willing to bet. Right, but okay, but then I really hope like they got to like pick no that crap horn. I really hope like, they got uh, to pick that stuff. Like maybe that's why he was so into it, is he was still really happy with the choice. My, be- my beautiful, beautiful horn. Yeah. This is such this is gonna be a great idea. You're not gonna remember picking this. I'm still gonna like it. It's cool. <laughs> We're going with this. No, no, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. <laughs> All I can think of is he's just sitting there going. He's just sitting there looking at it like, well, I'm gonna have at least one horn. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, we've done here at the show, everyone. We've done extensive research, and there appears to be no factory standard exodingus. 
Uh, there are no exos that we are aware of through any part of creation, the Deep Stone Crypt, or anywhere that dead exos can be found now, that has any about, sort of dingus. You want to talk about putting a, putting a humanism into somebody that would drive them insane? No dingus. No dingus. Can you imagine that? I mean, I mean, all right. So, so <laughs> here's here's another reason. Here's here's how you know. Here's how you know it's 100 percent designed by Clovis Bray because he had no interest in sex. He's just like, why would I need dinguses? <laughs> why that seems like so much. They they're messy. Why would you want that? <laughs> oh, God. So so any like any 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 exo dinguses are aftermarket. Everyone. Those are not. It may void the exos warranty. As a side note, that means they can be customized. I'm just throwing <laughs> that, that further makes it the best race to functionality. Play. <laughs> fun, functionality and integration. Uh, buyer beware. <laughs> I'm just trying to manage everyone's expectations when they write their OC. When they when they get out there and they're just like, no guys, like exodinguses, it's gonna be like, hold on, let's keep a foot in reality in this spicy lemon we're writing. Why's it gotta be a foot? Why's it gotta be a foot? Because um, that's the kind of that's 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 their choice. That's their, um, it's it's funny you brought up a uh, sword art. Um, mm-hmm. If you like that, uh, I'm probably gonna make myself sound old again. But you would probably really dig Dot Hack, which was a series of games and anime that had a similar mm-hmm. premise. Um, in Dot Hack, it was actually about one person who gets trapped in a game, mm-hmm. um, and like they how how they uh, eventually try to get out, as opposed to like everybody. Um, but it also has to do with AI and. Uh, and different uh, different forces working within within a uh, a big MMO game world. Um, it's a lot of fun. The games were a lot of fun too. So the the games you actually got to like play like in in the game world like air quotes uh-huh. um, as as the characters. So you get to like do the stuff and then and then you would uh, you would play in the game and then the anime would take place. Uh, there were anime episodes that went with the games that would take place outside of the game and then there were like straight up anime series that would uh, that would take place in both. So it was fun. It's a fun game. Interesting. Yeah, no, dot dot yeah. hack was was a was a great was a great series. It may still be going on, but I've definitely fallen off that <laughs> if it still is. Um <laughs> uh but yeah, it covers covers a lot of like the same uh same themes. Yeah. Oh. Um <laughs> speaking speaking of which though, Clovis it's it's so funny. So he he makes the raid we find out in the first half of the journal he makes the raid on the the Ishtar facility. Mm-hmm. He never does anything with any like probability kilns, any prediction engines. He never does anything with that part of the Vex technology. He is so like it's really interesting. And at this part, I think he is being influenced by the darkness. Mm-hmm. Like like he's he's getting the whispers and and all that. But he's like he's got he's got blinders on to the point like he doesn't even try to use that to help him do it. Like. If I had access to that, it'd be like, hey, let's predict the fastest way to do this other thing. Well, I think part of it was that like, Clovis thought that, that that information in particular was corrupted by the Vex. Like the, the, I think he believed that the only part that you could trust about the Vex was the part that they were trying to keep away from you. And by going, using their systems, that that was opening yourself up to being potentially manipulated by them. I mean, and there's an Which irony in we, that, since he you know, yeah, definitely, definitely, is an definitely irony. did it. <laughs> definitely did it. Um, Terminator Sunderesh. 
Terminator but, Sunderesh. But again, that was, and going back to what you were saying, that was the whole thing with Sunderesh happened uh, prior to the raid that they did on them. So, like, uh, that that does happen toward the end of the journal. Yeah, that, that that's prior mm-hmm. to the raid, and it's right before, um, so that, that would that be in May, actually. Well, that would be in May, right before, right before, um, right before the attack uh, that um, that Elsie's coming back from, mm-hmm. because that's right before he goes in to get the operation prepped. So yeah, yeah that would have been no. back in May. I was about to say the the part where he goes to steal the the vex. Hmm. Not steal the vex. I'm I'm talking about I'm talking about when uh, Terminator Sunderesh attacks him. That's right before he goes okay. in. That's right before he makes the decision. He's like, oh shit, I'm infected by the Vex. It might be okay, too yeah. late. I need to go make this copy now. Okay, Correct. I was thinking more along the lines of as far as like timeline for when the raid the raid on the Ishtar Collective happened. Because that, that oh, that's way before. To, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that happened prior to the whole thing with Maya Sunderesh. And Correct. That was, the, that was the door that, that was basically the what opened the door for Maya Sunderesh to get into his brain. Was that's the way I'm thinking of it. I mean, that... That or that or as soon as he, because he actually goes through the gate in one of the uh, smile pods. Does he? Yeah. I thought he goes. I thought he just. He always sent his uh, his servant proxy. For, his proxy. Yeah. He uh he he goes I'm, he goes through I himself. Like, I feel like Taylor himself. is correct. He once does go. Th- I'm not 100 percent sure on that though. I'd have to double check. Um, yeah, I'm almost... I remember him recalling saying his proxy had to, must have infected him. Yeah, I think that's who he's blaming because he, of course, he couldn't <laughs> I mean, do anything yeah, stupid. He would blame anybody but himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking proxy, <laughs> like yeah. like some silly shit like that. But actually, what, what's really interesting is this. You know, I, I I'm sure it's intended to a point. This gives us some some insight as to what happened to Kabir. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Just that steady infection over well, time. Well, it's 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 an infection. It's a madness. But uh, uh-huh. what's really interesting about it is, if I'm understanding other parts of the journal, because uh, in earlier, uh, basically, and, and it's just amusing that Clovis has, but he he sort of muses the beginnings of the radiolaria and and the vex that develop as a result of them. So the mm-hmm. vex aren't just the radiolaria. The vex are like this sort of thing that exists now that was created out of the basic need for the radiolaria to survive. If that makes sense. Yeah, they were they were constructs built by the radiolaria. Like eventually. Like the first thing they mm-hmm. built is like, you know what I mean? Like it's it's like a little like single cell like ship. Well, it goes back <laughs> to what they said in uh, unveiling in that in that lore book how the how the silicate substrates built their first houses out of glass and mm-hmm. carbon or whatever. Very, yeah, very simple yeah. Uh, elements. Yeah. Simple, and, simple, simple, yeah. yeah. And, and they harvest and, and like, it's basically so they can, they can exist on this sun that they're keeping from going Nova. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. keeping in this state that they can, they can eventually harvest hard materials, heavy materials. But it's, yep. it's, it's, it's like a, the, the way I interpret it is like the radiolaria alone are not the Vex. It's the radiolaria plus the machinery are the Vex. If Is that it? makes sense, because there's other oh. points in game where uh, Ikora and other people say that, like, the Vex are not the Radiolaria. And I think, I think like, for me to, for that to, like, sort of get, like, if the Radiolaria, like, the Radiolaria create, like, 
like the the vex don't exist without the radial area like i'm not i'm not trying to like conflate the two if that makes sense like they're the living being in in the involvement here but it's 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 once they're in the machine in the machine that has the directives of of the radiolaria it's and is being like, powered by the radiolaria that you actually have the vex like does that make the chicken and the egg it's 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 it, 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 it's i guess i guess or it's like a so hmm. it's it's like if humans developed computers before they developed um machinery it's like so, it's so like it's, a symbiotic thing. Like yeah, yeah the the vex are the symbiosis of that chassis and the radiolaria. It, it, it's like um well, if if Iron Man's question. if Iron Man's uh, suit was also like a conscious part of the equation. There actually is a a, a, part, a version of him that has a symbiote suit that's like that, but um, huh. So then the question, the real, I guess the question would be, well, guess, which yeah, that, well, that's a good point. Facts. There's Eddie Brock and then there's the symbiote and then there's Venom mm-hmm. when they're together. Yeah. It's hmm. a good, good way to look at that, actually. Glad you brought that up. I mean, you're the one who brought up Marvel. What's <laughs> that's, how, that's how I did it. That's how I did yeah. it. It was, all, it was my one, two setup. <laughs> I played just casually. Scene. Yeah. Casually throwing a reference in there to influence the direction of the conversation that you know we're going to. That's how I do it. This is how he does it, people. This is how he works the magic. <laughs> you got to plant the seeds. <laughs> get, the, get that seed conversation. <laughs> but, uh, but um, so, so for me, uh, the the that's that's just a little like side tangent on uh, on on the vex, but it's it's really interesting that. Going back to, I guess, trying to circle back to the my original comment was that he doesn't even try to use that stuff. I know he says like, I mean, I, and again, he's being influenced by the darkness there. I know, I know his his goal is to build the gate and and harvest the radial aria, but we have some insight into what happens to Kabir just because like, I mean, if we ran into Kabir, his mind it, it's not that like they will have taken over his mind and he would be like the Vex at that point. It's that he would be so mind fucked by the Vex that he would no longer be himself. And like, that's like even scarier than what I thought had happened before. I mean, it's the same thing as what happened with, uh, what's his name? The captain from fail, fail mm-hmm. captain that got freaking mm-hmm. absorbed into the collective mindset and became a harpy. Mm-hmm. Well, I I always wonder if like he became the harpy or like Yeah, it that 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 that's a weird one. cuz I I I I think the captain is the harpy as much as Clovis one or as much as Clovis Bray is Clovis one. I feel like the captain is right. is the harpy in so much as that is the vex that did the majority of the simulations of him and now mm-hmm. it is different because of it. Yeah. And so in that way, a little differently. Because all those simulations have personhood, I guess like in that way, like the captain is alive infinitely inside that harpy or at least like the greater Vex network. So I mean yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh if they all count. But OG Captain dead. Yes. I seen his mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He be dead. Yeah, I say you. He dead. Um, but yeah, like that's that's fucking scary. 
Kabir has like like little radiolaria like growing on his stomach, <laughs> making him go crazy. <laughs> Poor Kabir. It, it, it reminds me of uh, I think it was Brian Monks's drawing of Kabir in the uh, in the Vault of Blast, where he was just kind of decaying off to the side. You you remember mm-hmm. that? Where like basically his stomach was decaying or you know slowly fading away into time. Oh no. Ah. Oh. That would suck. I would be Lissad. <laughs> Not the so, stomach. Okay. I need that. <laughs> so I have a question for you guys. Regarding the alignment of the Vex, we know that the darkness was talking to Clovis and trying to convince him of you know to join his side. We from all of the stuff that you see in the experiments that basically Clovis was putting the exos through the exo conditioning program. We see all the obviously the the clear references to the darkness in the tower um, that all the exos go through as far as like their dream. Uh, we see that all the enemies that we're fighting in there are vex. There there haven't been any hive, no fallen or anything like that. It's all been vex, which lines up with the idea that we the vex were the only creatures we knew about prior to the big collapse. Like they were yeah. the only one. This it kind of lines up with that. Mm-hmm. Um. With that being said, though, with everything that we've seen of the Vex, everything that we know about them so far, do you guys think that the Vex are actually a darkness-aligned power? I, I it, To put it in D&D terms, I'd say they're true neutral. That's always the impression that I get okay. still, too. Because um, I, keep, I keep hearing people saying that they, the, the Vex are of the darkness, and I, I find myself disagreeing because I'm kind of on the same page as you guys, where it's... The Vex aren't a power of darkness because they're not... One branch not being, of the Vex worship the darkness. The Hesed. Did. And, yeah. and that's the other part of it where it's like, okay, so if a branch, if there is a specific branch that is cut off from the the main collective so that they can go worship the darkness, then I would think that it would be implausible to, or it would be incorrect to say that they're all of the darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it, it, unlikely, at least, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, unless there's some sort of point... At which they had branched a long time ago, to um, to basically separate out from the darkness. Like if if they can, if one branch can go to worship the darkness, it, it's not also hard to say that at one point they could have, um, they could have at one point worshipped the darkness back and then. They branched off from it. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Well, um, we know we know from the earliest record we have of them, uh, when uh, Crota brought them. Uh, brought mm-hmm. them in after being tricked. Uh, we know, we know from then that they started uh, copying things that the hive did in worship of the darkness, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's how you get those those two collectives ultimately. Uh, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I so, like, yeah, I don't. I would say the Vex definitely would again, like true neutral. Like they'll use darkness stuff sure but i don't they i don't think they're beget of darkness or even light because they just have no alignment they're just mm-hmm. they're just they, like, they, they just I are mean, like yeah like they, they're not they're not for anyone but themselves they're attempting to emulate a source of power in order to, to reach their it. goal yeah, yeah. Uh, in in their in some ways i almost see the vex in the same way that i see the gardener and winnower as being embodied rules of the game of life kind of like this is like like the like the winner said in the um in the unveiling book like the vex are a pattern that survive because they are a good pattern 
They, 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 mm-hmm. they understand mm-hmm. how to operate and live and survive. It's not because they're using powers of darkness or because they're using powers of light or they're abiding by any of the rules they're in. It's just that they're really good at adapting and becoming survivable. They understand the pattern and how to manipulate it to favor. Right. Yeah, I completely agree. Whereas, like, you got people like you got the the fallen, the cabal, and the hive who are trying to use these different systems, and us who are trying to use these different systems. And I think that's the reason why, whenever we saw the the cavern that was in that was below the tree or inside the pyramid, whichever that had the different enemy races around the the uh, the shard or the, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. pyramid ship, that's why the vex weren't included. Because they, it can't corrupt the Vex. It can't manipulate them. It can't freaking try to get them to win over. The Vex will never choose the darkness or choose the light. They're just going to exist. Yeah. Mm. Fucking Vex, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, which makes it make sense why Clovis basically thought that they, them being integrated into our system was the best way to make make ourselves survivable is it's well that's like, yeah, that's the, the thing though it's not his idea it's not but it, it it's not his idea it's the darkness's idea or or it's the darkness's machination machination i think as far as like it's it's the darkness's idea or influence to push him in that direction because again, it goes back to the darkness corrupts through your obsession. So it it, mm-hmm, it finds mm-hmm. whatever it needs to to push you to the links of your obsession to destroy yourself. Um, and that, granted, with the whole thing with the vex, it, it still meets the darkness's ends of the one final shape at the end of the universe. So it keeps pushing everything. So the only the strongest being is the one that, in in all honesty, can't give into it or doesn't have any weaknesses. And obsession is one of those things that's definitely a weakness. So if you have something that can resist any and all temptation or any and all desire to depart from the good of the collective, like it talked about in the whole P53 card, like if you have a system that's set up where there are no self-serving cells, that is the perfect organism. Like it it is a perfect colonial organism where everything serves the colony not itself so going from that mindset of clovis bray and it, it the darkness influencing clovis bray to see that reality of that is the only possibility for what can survive is the, the second you have a lack of that p53 in your system the second you have the entities that don't think for the colony you're you're on the losing team so if you want to be on the winning team you have to make yourself a part of that winning team Interesting. So I, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I like, I like, I like uh, the 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 metaphor there. I had, I had interpreted it, um, I guess, like a little more literally. Mm-hmm. In that part was um, that he's basically using, he's scrubbing the radiolaria, so that he can use it to process uh, the randomness needed for, like, to allow for actual like human thought. Mm-hmm. because nothing else that he has is going to allow for that and you need to like copy it with that in mind so you need like yeah um that's uh that's that no but, but i mean like that doesn't make the metaphor wrong right no, you know yeah, what i mean like it's just yeah it's, that's it's because i think that's where clovis screwed up as far as his interpretation of what the darkness was trying to tell him because 
or that's where Clovis's hubris got in the way was that in order the thing that makes us human the thing that he was trying to preserve is part of the reason why that, that equation doesn't work for humanity like we, we cannot be completely and utterly selfless we cannot care uh, we cannot not care about our own lives that is not something that we can that we are capable of doing we are and, literally programmed to care about the self yeah and, and, and so yeah. And so by trying to make humanity fit within a program that doesn't allow for that, Clovis, Clovis basically was, and this is, again, going back to his whole thing of refusing to accept your God and Clovis viewing himself as a God, as he was attempting to rewrite what humanity was. Like, he, he wanted to reestablish what we were, and that was the whole thing of him being the Luca, the final shape. Mm-hmm. of what humanity was is he was trying to recreate himself in a perfect form that couldn't exist because it defied everything it was to be human so i mean yeah like i i, I see i definitely see the metaphor there mm-hmm. um it was just for me like again like I, I guess i was reading it very literally i was uh i was taking it as um because the stuff he builds up uh in the first part of the journal um, about the process and why why Clovis too failed specifically mm-hmm. um, in, in mention is he goes over little things uh, like randomness that you have to account for uh, or, or like that's the solution he comes up with it is to have random things go wrong when when everything is is mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. we yep. freak out and so it's to have yep. random things like mess up for you to like maybe forget something or like huh like, like in, uh, forget why you walked into a room. Yep, imperfection is human. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. But he can't do that until he has basically the processing power of the radiolaria. But he doesn't want the radiolaria. <laughs> he just wants their power. So right, he sends in the them into clarity control. Yeah. And I, like, I don't know, I, I, I think of it as like, I don't know, I imagine the, the, the machine as like this just very elaborate like distillery. <laughs> just got like tubes going like everywhere <laughs> and at the end he's got some fresh old alcohol coming out in a nice little jar <laughs> this here's Clovis Brace fresh homemade alcohol but uh <laughs> it makes me wonder how does like how does clarity control actually alter the radial area that's that's one step of the process that's never really elaborated on it just kind of says oh yeah the, we expose the radial area to clarity and we get alcohol I don't understand the application precisely, and I'm kind of curious how that works. The only thing I can think of is that the darkness, because of the fact that the darkness works on obsession and the dark, like the one thing that the Vex, like if you look at the Vex as an equation for what what makes a Vex, the the Vex are about, you know, balance. They're about the equation. They're about plus minus equals blank answer. So whatever everything about the Vex equation in the radial area is about fitting into the pattern. It's about a logical sequence of new, of numbers, constructions, uh, logic code, and, and th- basically math. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> the darkness feeds on obsession, and obsession relies on emotion. It relies on basically error and taking advantage of things that exist outside of mathematical concepts. So in my mind, what it does <clears throat> is that the darkness, 
or whatever clarity control, whatever this fluid is, was able to introduce when it talks about this whole thing of it pushes it pushes a instead of a to b can go back to mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. but instead pushes you to a different result of a to b equals c mm -hmm. is that it provides that that integer in the mathematical equation and the ability for it to not have to make sense to the mathematical equation which goes back to the whole thing of paracausality where it just because it does this doesn't or just because something is supposed to make sense doesn't mean it has to and that's the dark the essence of the darkness and the light itself is the the introduction of paracausality into something where instead of making it make sense it goes against that which is what the equation needed in order to make it human because we do things that don't make sense we do things mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you know the whole thing about mistakes and like, like Taylor said, walking into a room without having a reason to and just being like, why did I do this? Like, <laughs> like, that's something that a machine's not going to do, but it's something that a human can do without any kind of sense of thought or mind just because we wander. We mm -hmm. do things that don't make sense. We do things that are just random. We do things without making decisions on them. And that is part of what clarity control provided to the VEX construction from what my understanding is, is that unpredictableness, that lack, that additional step that can take you to see. So I guess that's, that's what the alkahist or the final alkahist pro, uh, product was, is that piece of the equation, that variable that can be manipulated that doesn't have to provide, or that doesn't have to be a, a slave to logic systems. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. I can dig yeah. it. I can dig it. Absolutely. <clears throat> so now, one thing, one thing that's really, really interesting is I feel like this is a bit of a tangent one, but as we get toward the end of the book, <laughs> especially mm -hmm. when Clovis is getting like his last set of organs, I think maybe eating pigs of yourself is doing something to his brain. <laughs> I, 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 well, all right. So like it's, all right, is that, so there's, yeah. there's a, there's an enzyme or something. There's, there's a, there's a chemical change or at least like urban legend i don't actually know this shit but they they, they say the uh, one of the worst things about becoming a cannibal is it like changes some of your uh, chemistry mm -hmm. um in in uh, in in your brain um yeah and so i'm wondering i'm wondering if there's a little bit of that going on eating genetic pig copies of yourself uh, there was a part of me that was kind of wondering about that too um because i like there's one it's one thing to harvest organs and have them be a part of you, but in in to reality, also eat to, the pork. <laughs> to me, like I'm not sure if it would necessarily have the same impact because the, the majority of the chemical imbalance that comes from that is your recognition, or it comes from the recognition that you're eating a human being. I have uh, no idea. Like I don't. I think it. I think it. Like I don't know, man. I don't know. Is it is it that you're eating a human being, or is it that like we have something that once you well, eat it, you're just like, oh man? Well, I don't think it's the the balance or the imbalance of the reaction or the imbalance in your brain that occurs whenever you're whenever you will become a cannibal. I don't think it's because of the actual DNA that you're ingesting. I think it's because of the mental impact that you have to realize whenever you're eating one of your own species. So whenever we talk about Clovis Bray eating the pig, he doesn't see the pig as human. He doesn't see the pig as himself. He sees it as something to harvest. Uh -huh. Well, but there's an ongoing theme about savaging also. Oh, yes, absolutely. 
Yeah, there's so, an they're... irony in in him eating pig clones of himself, talking about the pig trait of savaging in relation to his actual relationship with his own offspring. Yeah. <laughs> While he feasts on pork. While he feasts on pork made of him. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is what I'm saying. This is... This is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just... I just want to I just want to put that out there like I don't know what it is but he is eating himself pig himself pig self What what was that one the um the, the book that keeps coming to mind the entire time that I've been reading all of this stuff specifically with pigs um I'm trying to remember the name of the damn book now I'm having a brain fart uh, where the kids end up going to the island and going feral, and then wearing oh, pig oh, 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 um, uh, uh, Lord of the Flies. Why can't I remember it? Uh, Lord of the Flies. Yeah, Lord I just, of the Flies. Yeah, I just Thank said you. Lord of the Flies. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely has that that whole theme about it. I've got the conch. <laughs> <laughs> to hell with you, picky. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, that was murder. Oh yes, it was. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like, there's been a lot of that going on, right? Like, where it's like, okay, just tell me what the, uh, what the moral, a- or what are the moral consequences to a lot of these actions that are going on? And so, like, the, like talking about the savaging of one's, one's young and, and their peers and, and eating themselves and cannibalism, like, that, the whole idea of it so there's there's actually a great irony that you brought this up what does Cade write his journal in right before he goes through the exo process treasure island he writes treasure, a treasure island. island the author yeah. of lord of the flies wrote that story <laughs> because he was reading his children treasure island and he thought it was horseshit and so he wrote a book about what he thought would actually happen if kids got stranded on an island <laughs> Um, that, that is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that is, that sounds like a that sounds like Clovis parenting one hundred and one right there. Yeah, that. Um, well, I mean, big nod to the writers. I mean, if they're giving off vi- Lord of the Fly vibe, Lord of the Flies vibes, and mm-hmm. um, this whole story, at least tangentially in terms of Kate, already has reference to Treasure Island. Uh, that's a pretty good fucking pull from mm-hmm. way in the back. Like, good mm-hmm. on you guys if you ever listen to this. Like, fucking a. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> guys, we've been we've been rambling for a minute now. Is there anything? Uh, is there anything you wanted to uh, else we wanted to touch on in our uh, in our complete? Reaction to uh, to the Braid Journal here. May I just say that that was probably the the Clovis dissection scene was probably one of my favorite things in all of Destiny War. <laughs> like that that was one of the most satisfying and just awful, <laughs> wonderful, horrible visual images I could have gotten in my head. Right. That was just like this is this is. This is quality stuff right here. Just imagining Clovis laid out like a like a braided spread of 
himself. Human meat, yeah, human <laughs> meats and bones and everything like that. For uh, and a Vex just sitting there holding his severed head, just like poke. poke oh, it was poke, a frame. Poke. No, it was it was a frame that uh, not a Vex frame, but it was like it was like a regular frame that Terminator Sunderesh had taken over. What did it have like red eyes and stuff? Yeah, it say it had yeah. A red eye. Yeah, yeah, the eye had turned okay. red, but it was it was like a frame, and it was holding on to his spine, and it had actually done this shit to him. Like holy fuck. <laughs> Which again? And it took them like three days to fix it. They could fix it though. Holy fuck! <laughs> okay, so now here's the other part of that: is that could did they really fix it? Because it talks about him being like ne- damn near near death. Well, he dies right, a couple times in the journal down. from like he right. he actually dies a few times. Like I I I believe that they could probably like he may have been dead for part of the fixing. Yeah, like physically dead. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. Yeah, I would hope. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> but what I'm saying, like, it is ridiculous, ridiculous. Oh man! The amount of like not together his body was, but still being talked to. Yeah, <laughs> and like messed with, and like still made to be conscious, and they fixed it. You guys, yeah. if if you haven't read this part, like it is literally like, you know, you know that scene it's in like Freddy a, Got Fingered where he's playing piano and there's sausage everywhere. <laughs> yes. Imagine if all of that was connected to Tom Green. <laughs> oh dear God. Oh. oh so bad. Look, it's. <laughs> that's, that's the scene. Oh man. But yeah, I love that. That's just Yeah. That was by far my favorite part in the in the whole entry was just getting that and just that, that moment of like, oh you you SOB, you are getting what you deserve so bad right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah, this is this has been some of my favorite uh, yeah. lore writing, I think, uh, in a long time. And and it's not to say other stuff is bad. This is just that good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. The best best part about it all, and just like its completion, or like pseudo-completion, I'm sure there's more to come to build upon all this, but mm-hmm. just just how it fits into everything else. It's like we have one gigantic puzzle piece finally that makes sense of what exos are, what the vex are, and their connection thereof. Just all of that was completely missing previously, and we were just left to mindlessly spout theories about basically what was going on in the background. Um, but uh, this just basically makes makes all of it makes so much more sense. That's, to me, that that's one of the best parts about all this. Yeah, threads are threads are definitely uh, being tied together uh, in in ways that uh, you know. I think I think <laughs> we touched upon a lot. Huh? <laughs> Say what? Threads are being tied together that don't involve disembowelment. <laughs> that don't involve disembowelment. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it did, but <laughs> yeah, but but it's like well, it's like a lot of it's a lot of theories that uh, maybe we were we were tangentially right, but we applied wrong because we didn't have mm. enough of the picture. And so it's it's really cool to see exactly how everything fits. I, I think I think the community has discovered many of the sort of what you were saying, the puzzle pieces before, but like they didn't have like a fucking picture with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've been doing this puzzle on hard mode, and now we can actually (laughs) 
<laughs> Actually, yeah, for those of you who don't know, put the puzzle pieces upside down. Try it on hard mode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No one talks about hard mode. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. It includes so... exodinguses. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys have any shout outs? Uh, I just want to shout out everybody for the raid yesterday. Yay. So Raz, Raz, Taylor, Wicked, Snuggle, um, Tinder, uh, Tinder, mm-hmm. and myself. We basically, got got a bunch of raid clear, uh, first raid clears for for a few. Yeah, it was pretty folks, cool. Mm-hmm. It was it was a blast. Uh, it, took, it took a little while, but uh, it was it was a really good time. Yeah, it was worth it. I will tell you right now, Raz is giddy as I'll get out. And <laughs> extremely thankful. Uh, it was her first Destiny Two raid clear. Um, and in her first Destiny 2 raid clear within the time period that you can still get the jacket. So that is what her Christmas present is. <laughs> she, she is getting her first ever raid jacket. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. That is good. That is a sweet parka. Yes. I am looking forward to the parka. It also has like a vest. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No vests have been included before. <laughs> um, I would like to give a quick shout out to uh, Destiny Little Audiophile uh, from Greenhead Music Order. We, there's there's been a lot of good entries coming in um me personally she updated me the other day that there's going to be more entries uh the entries for ghost stories are going to be coming out in december uh it's ones that me raz and uh we get a couple of other entries uh going in there from uh gracie or grace yeah gracie she's gonna strangle me uh, <laughs> grace, grace also, local uh, hunter yep <laughs> Grace Local Hunter, she did the uh, Segura Ghost in that one, did an excellent job on it. So, excellent. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. I'm jazzed for uh-huh. these guys. Uh-huh. Me too. I'm jazzed for you guys. Okay. Okay. Um, well, you guys got a lot of cool shout outs, so I'm going to try and keep up. Uh, I give a shout out. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to uh, to um, our guest, Wicked. Happy, happy that you were able to squeeze one in here. Um, uh, on short notice, too, we were just kind of randomly like, hey, who wants to be in the hot seat? And you were like, me. Ellen, I would like to be in the hot seat. I enjoy being in the hot seat. seat. I would be, please. And, uh, but also, like, welcome you guys to the ghosts. Uh, both you and Raz uh, uh, joined, joined us in, uh, in Tommy's Ghost here in, uh, mm-hmm. in the temp chat. So, uh, so welcome. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we were really happy to, uh, to get you through on, uh, on the clan raid clear, clan night. Um, yes. if you didn't have that before too, so yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty sweet. I'm uh, I'm jazzed for that. Um, welcome, 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 welcome. Um, Very happy to be a part of the clan. Yay! Uh, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to uh, to the Bungie writers. This was a lot of fun, um, especially with all the things you're uh, you're you're making us reference, even if it wasn't intentional. You know, like that's that's just awesome. Uh, you're you're making our imaginations run wild, and uh, we really appreciate it. And. Uh, yeah, I want to give a give a shout out to you know, and then just everyone else. Please stay safe. Yeah, you know, stay safe. Uh, I know in uh, the United States we just had a, a holiday where uh, you know a lot of people weren't able to see their families uh, where you normally would, and uh, just you know, good good on you for keeping everyone safe. I hope you were able to at least visit with people, uh, you know, um, long distance and uh, and get some get some as quality time in as you can. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, we're not out of the woods yet, and so just stay safe out there. It's my general shout-out and well-wish to everyone until next time. <laughs> so, so, yeah, uh, with that, everybody, uh, this was a great episode. Thank you for joining us uh, one more time, Wicked. Uh, 
I don't know. Do we update the Five Timers Club Lounge like to as many times as Wicked has been on the show, or do we leave it at five until you get to like some other timestamp number? Actually, you guys can write us in on that. Uh, that'll be that'll be cool. And I think uh, I think after this this recording, Bagels and I here uh, tomorrow or uh, maybe even later are gonna sneak in a, a little reply to uh, not arf. So we will uh, we will be talking to you guys then also. Um, but yeah. Uh, with that, for this, Wicked, thanks for coming back. But uh, other than that, bye-bye. Bye. Later. That's the end of this week's topic, but be sure to check out our past and future episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. If you have any questions about this week's topic, want to discuss Destiny lore with us, or if you just feel like reaching out to us, you can find us on Twitter at SpinfoilTheory, or you can email us via SpinfoilTheory at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. The Lore Network. Alright, All can't right. talk, about, talk shit about Craig anymore. <laughs> I think, I feel like he knows you talk shit about Craig just because you just said we can't talk. Hi, Craig. Uh, hey, everyone, everyone, our sound guy is Craig, and, you know, not to, not to put you on the spot here, Craig, you fucked up the last couple times. <laughs> you might get the axe. If you would like Craig's job, Please write into the Spinfoil Theory podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with a nice, like, sweet mix of something that you mix together. Could be music, could be not, I guess, as the two categories of music and non-music tend to be. <laughs> but, but welcome welcome to an addition to uh, this week's special episode. Um. This is uh, we're tacking this one on to the end of our full episode with uh, we just finished with um, or you just probably just finished listening to with our special uh, guest Wicked Jester. Uh, thanks again for him for uh, you know he kind of snuck on the snuck on the show. You know he his his schedule really is tied up, and this was a short was a short notice ask uh, from us just randomly in the chat, and he was like, "Fuck yeah, I'd love to come help your show with my personality <laughs> presence." <laughs> And so yeah, big shout out to to him, and uh, once again to uh, new members of the ghosts. Uh, he and Raz like excited, and I think we did. Did we get a? Uh, who did we? We got someone else from the old clan. I think joined us again recently too, right? Uh, Buckeyes. Is that Buckeyes. There we go. Yeah, yeah Jeff. <laughs> Welcome back, Buckeyes. Sure. Welcome back, sir. Welcome back, yeah. Mr. Jeff. I, I saw that he he'd requested to join. I was like, oh yeah, screw yeah, get get him like, in. Finally, here. finally. <laughs> he hasn't been playing, a whole, been playing a whole lot. At least not that I've seen. The, I know, I know, but before, uh, so. but that, that that makes me that makes me happy, Jeff. Uh, we we'll have to uh, get you through and caught up on everything. Um, once you, uh, once you get in there, but yeah, that'll be that'll be cool. Um, so yeah, that's that's our setup. Um, this little special uh, blurb, additional blurb, we're tacking on to the end of the episode here is a response to a new fan mail we got from um, Sir Nodarf, and it's a pretty it's a pretty good one. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of paraphrase. Uh, forgive me here, Nodarf, uh, or Arf as your friends I'm sure call you jokingly, even though you've. <laughs> Establish that you're not, um, <laughs> and it's it's you you uh, you start off you actually build off a uh, a mention of a theory you uh, you're referencing from friend of the show uh, Elmist, and uh, you know host over on Guardians of Lore, and it's coming up 
the, the theory that uh, it's referencing a theory that Clovis Bray was Kate Six, um, and and also I guess we need to ask Orchid to calm down just at the mention of that uh, tangentially. If I'm reading the email correctly, so sorry, sorry, Orchid. Um, and we know this is true. Uh, given recent uh, revelations that uh, Banshee is, you know, I- a.k.a. Clovis 44. Um, so this is where his spin foil begins. He wants to know if Cade 6 would actually be Clovis Bray the second. Um, and he's kind of playing it off. The through a lot of the same connections that he um, is referencing that Elements made through the connections of Cade and Banshee. And now, obviously, we know the Exo Stranger is um, Elsie Bray and that there's running running themes in the Bray family, becoming Exos, uh, what have you. Um, And with the exception of Anna, who was on Mars, I believe, was on Mars and either murdered or just dead in the collapse. Um and became a guardian eventually. Now this raises an interesting one, Arfa. Uh, when when you listen to this, I, I would be interested here. Could there be? I, I think a uh, wicked was saying you know, some of his OC in, involved this question. But could the original body that became the EXO also become a guardian? So in this case, could Kate Zero, or I guess if your theories to to be believed, could the body of uh, Clovis Bray the second? also be a guardian so that's that's one i want to put out there and make your head scritch uh while you think about it uh, but then there's willa and alton and other exos i believe i believe all of the other chil- uh, grandchildren are referenced to have become an exo at some point i i believe there is a reference to a wilhelmina one and an alton alton one certainly um, but also a, a Wilhelmina, and we have time. We know about Willa, and so he's also sort of putting out there that maybe Wilhelmina became Lakshmi too. Um, I think that's a little bit more, a little bit more of a stretch because that would make that would make all that would mean Clovis Bray like had an international collection of childrens because that would mean he had he had he had. Of, or at least grandchildrens, right? He had a British granddaughter. We, he himself, not British. We've heard his voice through Clovis Bray Eye. <laughs> um, so, like, ooh, got the British one. That's cool, granddaddy. Like, like that's that's a that's a pretty sweet one. Um, and then it would like Lakshmi. Uh, given who Lakshmi's voice actress is, that means he's got like a really beautifully voiced Indian granddaughter too. <laughs> and I'm, just, I'm just like, not that that's not possible, especially with the amount of money and, 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 uh, you know, name recognition, uh, illegitimate things that, uh, he ultimately did to create his family. And so I, I don't mean to sound like, like the guy complaining about the multiculture pals. You, you know what I mean, Angles? But I'm just, I'm just like that is some. You are, you are globe trotting with this adoption scheme, <laughs> like false, false adoption scheme, rather. Like you, you're getting everything that's like all the great parts of Earth, like just like finding a way to to get them into your family. Like, just and, and the answer to that, what I mean is, there are no bad parts. So that. what I'll say about that is, all we've heard about those characters accents coming as exos we've 
we don't know we don't know what their original voice sounded like necessarily. It's entirely possible that their accent came as a result of becoming an EXO. Uh, now, we don't know... Um, like, we, we really don't have any information about um, like s- chosen characteristics of an EXO following their EXOification. <laughs> well, I, would, I, would, I would offer that it would seem, anyway, that things like accent, skills, um, what have you, would because that stuff doesn't go away, it's just how you acquired it gets, gets quarantined. Correct. Whereas yeah. with, like, a Guardian, I think a great example of, I think, exactly what you're talking about, like, more perfectly, uh, Crow. Like, he, he had sort of that, uh, that Manhattan, New England, uh, mid-Atlantic accent. Like, he sounds almost like he's British, but he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Aldrin. And then, as a resurrected guardian, like, he sounds like English might be his second language. <laughs> like, <laughs> at times. And I don't mean that as, like, an insult. I just mean it's completely different. Like, it's it's a different voice, and I'm pretty sure for, from the same actor. And um, I mean, it, it... I think that kind of establishes part of, the, part of my point, though. If you take out the memories of somebody who who essentially based their language skills in those memories, let, let's say. Um, now, I I don't I don't claim to know a whole lot about the development of language skills, so it's entirely possible that if your language skills were derived from your memories, essentially. Why couldn't you develop a separate accent when you were resurrected as an EXO? Say, if you were put into a different environment upon your uh, resurrection as an EXO. Now, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for Lakshmi to immediately develop a Indian accent or um, <laughs> two reboots. Some, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like easy but mode. <laughs> unless that second reset, she was completely isolated from from her original like. Well. Support cast. Uh, well, that's that's actually what I wanted to bring up here. So with mm-hmm. with guardians, I don't think those memories are actually there. I don't mm-hmm. think they're quarantined. I think mm-hmm. they're gone, and sure. you are space magicked into not having the parts that would basically like like a uh, Clovis discovers in his journal would sort of remove your humanity from you, right? Like your personhood. I think I think we should move on to personhood just because there's such like a broad. Uh, a broader range than I think traditional humanity implies of uh, of accepted like peoples in uh, in the Destiny game. Um, but even even within the scope of just like Earth and humanity. <laughs> but uh, but um, so I I I think that is the the big difference I was going for. Like I think that kind of perfectly illustrates more what you're saying. Whereas like Crow has the memories of language. But he'd never like actually heard anyone speak or how a uh, language should sound in in this life. So the only person he'd ever really spoken to would be Glint, or pulled pork, mm-hmm. and so like him him sounding a little more a little more flat, a little more like the uh, sort of um, the uh, mid the not mid Atlantic. The mid Atlantic, I think, is supposed to be like. There's Mid-Atlantic, the region like on the Atlantic coast, 
and then there's the middle uh, Atlantic thing. But like, I, I basically just um, earlier with Aldrin, I meant the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, <laughs> the, the transatlantic accent uh, sort of thing. But um, the uh, in in this case, like he sounds a lot more flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be Cal. Like it, it, there could be a number of like uh, I think areas in the U.S. Like you could try to like place it to, or maybe like you know places where maybe he's from someplace where maybe English isn't his first language and he's going off of a, uh, you know, popular, like, mo- like th- there's a lot of comparisons. I don't need to get into the minutia of it. Sorry. <laughs> but I think, I think there's a lot of room um, for that. Whereas like with the EXO, the memory's not gone. Right. And so you have the tangential memories connected to that because that makes up who you are. Mm-hmm. So I feel like something like accent is much more likely, I think to stick now, um, I would I would tend to agree. I just wanted to throw it in there as a bit of a monkey wrench, though. Be- um, the only other uh, thought process I had here was the difference in uh, voice actor between Banshee and the the Bray Eye. Those two sound- two different guys. It's yeah. not it's not John I, DiMaggio. I think they're different anyway. They sound significantly different to me at least. Well, yeah, but I just thought acting. <laughs> it's. I mean, that's possible. No, don't get me wrong. And I, I haven't looked it up to be sure. Um. <laughs> doing it. Doing it. Wait, what? What? All right. So top top result says it's Stephen Fry, and I don't think that's right at all. I would be so happy though. <laughs> I would be, I mean, that would make me happy, but I don't think, I don't think that's right. I don't don't think that, that doesn't seem, I'm taking one more second to look. Sorry for this dead air, everyone, while we, while we look it up, but, um, I'll edit some of this out. with us talk about talk about arf's thing we're not here for you. <laughs> That's um, i mean this is all totally related, related to, to... yeah but, uh, but yeah um as far as arf's theories go uh for for lakshmi there's sort of multiplicity of reasons i would um well prim- primarily uh... probably because i still lean towards it being um Sundarash. Um, oh yeah, uh, that, that seems to be the still leading theory there. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of connections, certainly between Lakshmi and uh, Sundaresh, particularly tying to the Ishtar Collective and the use of Vex technology and study study thereof. That those those connections uh, with FWC certainly seem to draw a more direct parallel. Uh, for me, at the very least, 
Um, not that any of that is set in stone at all. That's all pretty. Well, yeah, because well, well, Wilhelmina, well, well, Willa is working on Siva. I'm pretty sure that's when the Ishtar Collective is, you know, forming their little cult around their probability kill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure Maya Sunderesh is the person, or at least one of the people writing that journal. Um, I'm thinking so. Yeah, I, I, so as far as as far as that 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 last part with with Lakshmi, I, I don't think that one's there. I think it would be sort of an interesting twist that they're all, they're all going there. But I, I feel like if we run into Willa Bray again, it's going to be if and when we run into Siva again. I think that's a fair point. Uh, she she does have direct connections to Siva. She invented it. Yeah, <laughs> and so. I I think that'd be the perfect time to introduce her back. Um, that that said, I guess if uh, if we did get Lakshmi uh, revelations at that point, that'd be pretty cool. But uh, yeah, um, we just don't have enough information to go off of there to draw a direct uh, parallel. Though I I am interested in because uh, Arf does state that he has some uh, personal beliefs there about the tie-ins to Lakshmi and Willa. So I'm kind of curious to see what Arf's direct connections are, because yeah. I'm just not aware of them personally. I'm not. I'm not either. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I, I am definitely, definitely here to um, to find out. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would not be. I would not be disappointed. Um, so and and then sort of like going back to the uh, the top of it about Clovis. The second being um, being Cade. So, at least part of Cade's journal is written by Cade before he becomes an Exo. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I would only, I would only ask, like, that can't. So was was Cade like cloned? Like like how how do you have Cade in that journal? And Clovis the second, who's dead when that journal takes place, by all accounts, uh, would would be my only big question there. Um, if if Cade didn't exist anywhere else. Like if there was no no record of Cade before before he became an EXO, aside from like stories, like his own account, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, there's like an actual like thing that he wrote in that exists in the lore. <laughs> um, yeah, and I I tend to agree there. Uh, we yeah we we've got some evidence of Cade prior to his becoming an EXO. Uh, in addition to that, from what we know about Clovis Bray the Second. He basically Clovis the first was it seemingly I, I would I would assume we'd be reluctant to try and spin up Clovis the second again. The first time that Clovis the second was attempted to be spun up as an exo, he basically tore himself apart. Um and partly I think coming into play there is the lack of a developed mind scan. At the point where Clovis II, Clovis the Second was scanned in, so we don't know if we have a full mind map like we do with the later Exos, 
what the differentiation because he i think he defines it as a quantum scan later on yeah of the the mind versus the earlier scans which are deemed to be much more simplistic so i think clovis the first would be reluctant to try and use an earlier um quote-unquote failed uh scan that i think that's that's how he would look at it now if somebody else spun up clovis the second maybe I could see that as well. But, uh, yeah, I, I think at least Clovis I uh, would definitely be reluctant to spin back up Clovis II due to just... Doo-doo. Yeah, due to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, due, due to <laughs> basically issues in the initial attempts to bring Clovis II back as an exo. Well, I would, yeah, I, I, I agree with that, and and we went over a lot of that uh, for uh, similar reasons in the in the bulk of uh, of the cast here um, with Wicked, also, and Arf couldn't have known that before, <laughs> right? <laughs> so sorry, it's it's just really fresh in in our heads. Um, but yeah, so for for me, for a lot of the same reasons, um in addition to sort of needing to like what, what either happened to Cade or like, when does the switch happen? Like, where is Cade then? Like, like that, those type of questions that I think like arise from, from if this, then what mm-hmm. um, I would, I would just need, I would need some sort of proof because if I would, I would only submit if they could use that scan from Clovis the second, why did he need Willa? Or what and why did he need uh Elsie? I'm sorry. Right. Elsie, Willa, Alton, all of them who did it before him. Mm-hmm. Like why why did Clovis need any of them if he could still use the first copy from from Clovis the second? Yeah, exactly. He he needed he his view was that he needed Elsie in order to actually directly test out the the new mind scanning techniques and the new Alkahest somebody that he knew intimately and could essentially fully establish that there was little risk to the transference process for himself. He wanted to make sure that he would essentially be him following the, his mind, mind scan and sub- subsequent placement into an exoframe. So yeah. I, it, it seems to me like because... Clovis the Second's scan was not as elaborate. Thorough? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that it, it's lacking to him, and therefore not sufficient to his requisites. Requisites and therefore the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, so I, I, I think it's, I, I like where your head's at connecting these, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's 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 finding overlap in 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 multiple like Venn diagrams, and mm-hmm. and I so so Arf, yeah, I, I really like where your head's at there. Um, I think this particular one might not work, especially in some cases for some more of the obscure, less circulated to everyone lore. Especially back when when Cade's journal came out, like it's on Ishtar, but when's the last time you you've heard someone need to talk about it since mm-hmm. he died? You know what I mean? Um. So like uh, there's some stuff like that that just kind of 
there's questions that need to be, I, I, in my view, like answered before before you can go forward with the uh, with the other. Um, but aside from that, like, you know, especially on some of these where it seems like maybe the uh, the EXO didn't pick their uh, like either of their their given names as a human for their exo frame, it really opens the door as to who the fuck could this possibly be? Does this exo like, because with the human part being dead, it, it just, it like, like we said earlier, um, when, uh, as, as mentioned, when, when wicked was talking about his OC, like, so it, it's, it's a tin man issue. So I don't, I don't know if you guys, if you guys know this, but uh, in the original wizard of Oz, the, uh, the written version, um, what the tin man does is he ends up having to sell, he starts off as like a regular dude, and he ends up having to sell off each of his parts because he's so poor. And so he gets like uh, a part made of tin, you know, cheap. Um, be, you know, it, it reference to a tin roof, which is mm-hmm. cheaper than a copper roof. Mm-hmm. Um, and so eventually he has like a Theseus' ship thing going on where he no longer has any of his original parts. He's all the Tin Man now. And it starts to change him, his life all parts, what have you. Um, another interesting part of that, though, is the asshole that buys his parts puts them back together and makes another dude that steals the Tin Man's wife. <laughs> but it's the original parts. So uh-huh. which one's the real dude? Uh-huh. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so that's... <laughs> It's That's a an interesting question. problem, especially when you have little ghosts running around resurrecting dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have doubles of someone because he, they happen to become an EXO? At, at least in the, the Destiny universe, it seemingly the resurrection via ghost tends to create a new persona. So there's there's few few exceptions where we have like Anbray where they clearly find themselves in a situation where they can define who they previously were. Yeah, she had an I she had a a photo ID <laughs> right? with her name on it. <laughs> but she's by far the only exception that really comes to mind. And in in the situation of destiny, it, it just seems like for the most part you are your own new persona. So if you were to run into an exo of yourself, not resurrected you're probably two distinct personas at that point oh sure oh sure i just mean like huh i guess like what is it like what if you found out what if you knew who you were and then the exo finds out that they used to be you also (laughs) like that's that's the kind of because it all goes back to uh you know, one of my original theories about Exos involved um, sort of, uh, you know, comparing them to uh, Jamie Madrox, so multiple man, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That just takes it even more into, like, this spider web of, like, multiple men. <laughs> right? Now that and- there's, like, undead space magic, like, like involving creating, like, even new branch and possibilities of, the, like, what the fuck? And one can argue that that's probably one of the reasons that... Either the traveler or the ghost, who whoever originates that lack of memory or the, the memory loss process when you're risen as a guardian, one can argue that that's one of the that's that's one of the reasons why that happens to prevent you from a situation like that where you have the confliction between 
your former self and what you are now as a protector of the denizens of the last city or or the traveler however you want to phrase that but uh yeah uh, i i think that's i think that's one of definitely the reasons that we forget who we are when we're risen kind of plays into that i would agree i would agree that actually raises a a my mind too um about the whole uh ghost end of that so you hear me out here right Mm -hmm. the ghost on the road that sagira resets goes back to the traveler right and their their guardian their risen is dead Does that mean another ghost or even potentially the same ghost after it's reset can't make a new contract with that same Risen? I don't know. Add it to subscribe! It's happening. Nice. Okay, okay. So, um... Thank you, not Arv, because that you've gotten us on. I I, I love this topic just because yeah. it, it lends itself towards so many different thought topics. Just branching off of it, uh, so I, yeah, this this was a great submission, and lo- love Arv for it. It's it's great to to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Thank you again. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna close out the show again. What I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna stick a lore network buffer on the end of this. Sure. And so, uh, with with that, everyone, this this was a blast. This was a lot of fun to talk about, and uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, you know, same same orders. Stay safe. <laughs> Indeed. Right. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Could there be? Can I think a new second... ghost or a reset ghost resurrect? A dead risen, or or create not just resurrect, but create a new contract because they do have to like they need consent. The ghost can't just do it, right? So, like, if he no longer yeah. has a ghost because his ghost has been reset, does that mean his powers have been reset and he's just like on the market again? Potentially. I really don't know the answer to that. Right? Oh, you can stop, Craig. Oh, yes. We've stopped you, Craig. The Lord Network.